0: This is Brunch with the Hollowells. Here's a quote from Sean.
1: My dearest wish is to obtain the silver crystal and then rule this world according to my desires. Damn, that sounds so familiar.
0: I'm not going to get it. What is it?
1: That is Queen Beryl from a little cartoon called Sailor Moon. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have
0: gotten that. I don't know why. I think the silver thing you mentioned like triggered something. I have no idea.
1: Let me tell you this, Rob. Like When Sailor Moon aired, I was about 12 or 13, so there I just dated myself. But I fell in love instantly, and I was like low-key kind of embarrassed for loving it in front of my family. So I used to get my sister, who's six years younger than me, And be like, Sailor Moon's on, you want to watch it? She's like, I'll catch it later. I'm like, no, you need to watch (laughs) it now. And I'd make her come watch it with me, so I had an excuse.
0: So, um, describe your witch for me.
1: So, Queen Beryl is basically, she's taken over the Moon Kingdom, and she almost killed Sailor Moon and all the Sailor Scouts. And she has these just crazy powers. She has a, a staff that's as tall as her. And she's just boss level she's dangerous she's not sailor moon's most dangerous foe but she's the most iconic and memorable foe
0: okay all right yeah um never adapted to sailor moon when did it air not when but where
1: uh it first came out in japan and it was a hit there so then they brought it to america but it's like a really good example of the 90s like shielding us from everything like there was a lesbian couple and they made them cousins in the show and it made it even weirder because they would like hold hands and do stuff and it was like
0: cousins (laughs) (laughs) and what station was it i mean i don't know why it didn't really pass by me because i watched everything um it
1: aired on i believe it was the upn 13 then so they I think they showed Pokemon and then Sailor Moon and stuff like that in the mornings.
0: Oh, okay. Well, very cool. All right. Well, we have a wonderful, wonderful show for you guys. Thank you all for listening this week. If you are new to the show or just happen to stumble upon our um, wonderful, charmed podcast, I am Rob the Fanatic, and Sean is the newbie who has never seen this show before. And so it's my job to convince him that Charmed is a wonderful show, even though he is a huge Buffy fan, and we are doing it one episode at a time, while also talking about other witches in entertainment and media. So today we are doing Season 5, Episode 9, Sam I Am. Original air date is November 17th, 2002. This was written by Monica Breen and Allison Skapke, directed by Joel J. Feigenbaum. Guest stars include Tony Todd as the Avatar of Force, Scott. That sounds J- familiar. <laughs> uh, Scott Jack as Sam Wilder, FJ Rio as Ronan, Joel Sweatow as Alpha, Eric Winter as Trevor, with special musical guests The Flaming Lips. So, the Flaming Lips,
1: I was surprised. Like, I feel like they're a pretty big name, but I guess we have gotten other big names on here before.
0: So, you do recognize them?
1: I do. I've heard
0: of them. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, the song obviously is recognizable for sure.
1: All right. The Flaming Lips are playing at P3. Paige's latest fling, Trevor, comes in and offers to take Paige to Big Sur for the weekend. But Paige instead breaks it off with him. Piper and Phoebe are watching. It's the third straight guy. I like how it like <laughs> it. specifically says in these notes "charming straight guy, as if she's dating a bunch of gay guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the third straight guy Paige has dumped. Piper heads home early. She and Leo are interviewing magical nannies tomorrow. Paige comes over with Phoebe. She had a hunch that she and Trevor weren't going to work and wanted to end it before things went too far. Phoebe mentions that Cole has been too quiet lately, a sign he might end up, or he might be up to no good. Cole is getting drunk in a dive bar when two robbers come in. They shoot up the place, but Cole is unharmed. Cole flings the robbers into the wall. They attempt to flee, but Cole kills them with energy balls. Two black clad beings appear to him and tell him that they've been waiting for this to happen.
0: Well, uh, Quite a bit happened in this uh, first scene here. First, I just want to bring up Trevor. You may not recognize him. This is Eric Winter, but I'll ask you anyway. Did he look familiar to you?
1: I got really excited when I saw his name in the previews because I was like, oh, my God, I think that's the guy from Bill and Ted's. And then I remembered that's Alex Winter. So, no, I didn't recognize him. (laughs)
0: No, fair enough. So uh, he played in a lot of TV shows back in the day, one-offs and whatnot, but he is mostly recognizable as one of the love interests to our witches from East End. And I know you haven't seen that show, Sean, so you definitely couldn't reference, but I wasn't sure if you remember him from anything else. No. Sorry, Rob. Now, I got to see him in person when I was working at the Wallace that um, Theater. They were showing a pre-screening of the show that he's currently on with Nathan Fillion, who I also got to see in person, called The Rookie. Have you heard of The Rookie on television? I don't think so. Okay, such a good show. But um, yeah, so he currently stars on there, and he is so beautiful. And he makes babies with Rosalind Sanchez. I know you know who she is. I don't. <laughs> oh my god, you don't know Sanchez. Oh my god, Rosa Sanchez is such the gorgeous woman ever. Um, she was on Devious Maids. Um, she recently did a stint on The Rookie, and she wasn't. She's in a lot of other stuff. She's amazing. But um, yeah, that's Eric Winter. Just had to see if you knew him. I know some of the Charmies will know who he is. Then we have. Um, the black clad beings as they were um, described in our summary. Uh, I know you know Tony Todd. Did you expect to see him in Charmed?
1: I was surprised to see him. I, I saw his name in the beginning credits and I like basically pounced on Alan in excitement, but it was nice to see him on here.
0: Yeah, um, our our other black-clad gentleman, this is Joel Sweatowl, so his character, um, character, excuse me, so he actually is someone that you won't recognize, because the last time you probably would remember him is when you were a kid, do you remember the movie Three Ninjas?, I used to love that movie. The movie is everything. So, Joel Sweatow played a character named Brown, who is sort of the nerdy, clunky right-hand man to our villain. You may not recognize him, but if you were to look up a picture, the facial features is there, so that's something you can reference him from. I did have a
1: note here, like, because of Cole's character and where he's at right now, I thought... I really missed him saying, like, a cheesy one-liner, like, that was my favorite
0: shirt. (laughs) You broke my
1: glass, punk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, this bar scene, how ballsy were these two robbers? No mass, full of witnesses. They were willing to kill for, I don't know, chump chains in a bar store. Like, what exactly could they have stolen worth killing someone? I was just like, what the hell is going on? But don't you love the stereotype of these dive bars? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I thought the same thing. No mask. They just walk in with the shotgun. And even like, I don't know, even the actor they got, like he didn't look like a big scary guy. He looked like a big teddy bear.
0: (laughs) It was weird because he comes in and you can't really tell that he's about to rob the place until a gun comes out. And I'm like, okay, I guess you're robbing the place. But... Yeah, I I was just like, all this gunfire with all these people, it was very ballsy. But Cole is killing again. It didn't take him too much to do this. Now, do you think it's destiny or is it fate? Do you think that Cole didn't try hard enough to stay good? Did the sisters push him? Should they be blamed for any of this at all? What do you think about Cole's fate now?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot going on. I think, you know, we talked about he suddenly has all this power and, like, the ability to get whatever he wants and go through whoever he wants. But the only thing he wants is Phoebe, who's, like, for better or worse, not giving him the time of day. Like, I can see where she's coming from. Like, she's already given him plenty of chances. She's turned evil and back for him. And now, like, I think it's too late for him to be trying and then you can make the argument is he even trying because he's still just using his powers to try to get what he wants
0: yeah yeah it's really unfortunate but i mean this brings on the avatars coming around because they were waiting for him to finally kill so piper is trying to clean up the manor to make a good impression for today's rounds of interviews Leo orbs in and tells Paige that the elders have given her her first charge as a white lighter. Did you see how Paige just lit up? She was just so happy that she gets an assignment. Yeah. (laughs) Leo can't tell Paige, though, um, much about her charge, except that his name is Samuel. So the elders don't know where he is, but but thinks that Paige can find him. Uh, Just as Paige is just about to head out, Phoebe rushes downstairs. She says that she heard about a vigilante killed two robbers in a bar last night, and the vigilante's description fits Cole. Did I mention the scorch marks? That would be Cole. Phoebe wants to vanquish him on the spot, but Paige, let me handle this. Paige doesn't want to rush into things. She just went into white lighter mode and turned on (laughs) the elderly advice. I just thought that was so funny.
1: And I'll have you know, Rob, I've been paying attention and it worked against me for this episode. Because when they said Samuel, I was like, oh, cool. So she's going to meet someone with the name Samuel and that's going to trigger her father because
0: her father's dead. So it can't be him. (laughs) You thought this? (laughs) Yeah, that is amazing. Um, I you know, as I was preparing for this episode, I forgot that he did die and he shouldn't even be on Earth, let alone a white lighter again. So, yeah, that's really something that you remembered that. (laughs) But I love how Leo kept trying to hint to Piper, like, shut the fuck up, woman. Like, I'm trying to do my job. I can't tell her who it is, even though I know who it is. Stop questioning me (laughs) and leave me be. Stay in your lane.
1: <laughs> hmm The two beings from the bar fade into Cole's apartment. Cole still refuses to listen to them, but they say that after last night, he has nowhere else to go. They introduce themselves as avatars, powerful beings who are neither good nor evil. They are about to make a major move and want Cole to be a part of it. Cole tries to kill them with energy balls, but they don't even scratch the avatars. I love how they like look down at their suit like, oh,
0: that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> that tickles. <laughs> oh. Cole is suddenly Jubilee. He can't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blow stuff up. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> after telling Cole that he will eventually join them, they disappear. Phoebe comes in shortly after and confronts Cole about the bar fight. Cole admits killing the robbers, much to Phoebe's dismay. She warns him not to kill again or she will vanquish him.
0: So um, I love this interaction between Cole and Phoebe. I mean, just how our magical ex is really supposed to argue. Yeah, kill somebody again and I'll vanquish you. (laughs) (laughs) But um, what happened to kill on sight? I thought she was about to come in blazing and just start raising hell. But apparently it was just a warning.
1: When Phoebe comes out of the elevator It just shows how tiny she actually is as a person. She looked like a child.
0: (laughs) Yeah, most of these actresses are super short. So Paige, accompanied by Leo, is in an alley trying to find her charge. Paige plans to pass herself off as a social worker, but Leo doesn't think that she'll need a cover. I mean, look, if you don't want to give this woman hints as to who she's meeting, just, just Leo, just let her do her thing. If she wants to be a social worker, just do it. Um But Paige suddenly feels a magnetic pull. Apparently, her charge is close by. They reach the back of a bar just as a stone drunk man is being thrown out. Paige recognizes him as her charge, and Leo orders back to the manor to get ready for the interviews. So, as you mentioned before, Sean, last we saw Sam, he had died, went to the afterlife with Patty, You wonder how he ended up back on Earth again, as well as a fuck-up, all drunk and not doing anything. Like, did he he suddenly get tired of each other? You know, him and Patty, did they, you know, have a fight? Did he get punished? Was he sent here against his will? Like, did he want to go back into the field? Like, what do you think happened?
1: So I remember specifically at this point, like the way Leo is acting and especially when he said like, she said, uh, Paige says that she's going to pretend she's a social worker. And he's like, Oh, you don't need to do that. I was like, Alan, it's her dad. She's meaning her dad. Sam is her dad. (laughs) I cut on at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, um, Paige helps Samuel back to his place, but Samuel doesn't want anything to do with Paige. Paige gives her phone number to Samuel and and Samuel then surprises Paige by revealing that he is a former White Lighter and is not happy that the elders tracked him down or that they sent a novice White Lighter to find him. However, Paige refuses to leave, and then a Dark Lighter, Ronan, orbs in and conjures his crossbow. But Paige shoves him out of the way, and the Dark Lighter recovers and gets Samuel in his sights again. I think
1: at this point... I was under the impression that somehow Samuel survived and they thought he was dead and like, he's kind of been on the run and like wallowing in his failure of not saving Patty.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. We'll definitely talk about that towards the end of the episode. Um, So were you surprised to see Sam all, you know, like down on his luck once again, or is it typical Sam?
1: No, I was surprised to see him like that because you always see like the white lighters are so pristine. So it was surprising to see one like living just like not only just like a regular human, but so like down and getting drunk. Piper and Leah are interviewing an elf. The interview seems to be going well, but the elf, knowing that Piper is a charmed one, is concerned she may have to protect the baby from demons. Just as Piper tries to reassure her, Paige orbs Samuel back to the manor and Ronan black orbs after them. He shoots, wounding Samuel. Piper blows off one of the dark lighter's arms. Ronan black orbs away. The elf huffily fades out. Piper and Phoebe recognize Samuel. He is Sam Wilder, their mother's white lighter, and Paige's daddy.
0: <laughs> So I love how Piper doesn't even get up off her seat when she tries to blow up Ronan. She's just like, oh, for crying out loud and just <laughs> waves her hand. She's not even going to get up. It's that. It's that. She's that bitch now. Um, but I do enjoy this scene quite a bit. I I don't know if you noticed this, Sean, but Phoebe with no powers in the back, running back and forth, not knowing what to do with herself, <laughs> yelling. Did you notice that? <laughs> she was just like, oh, what do I do? Where do I go? She just. Didn't know what to do, but I love it. It was great physical comedy from her. Um, what do you think about nannies though? What should they be? She was like, I don't cook and I do light cleaning. And then you think like Miss Doubtfire, who did everything in that house <laughs> in addition to watching the kids. What do you think a nanny should be doing generally if you were to work for the Charm Ones?
1: Yeah, I think. I think a nanny shouldn't be expected to, like, cook and clean all that, but she should be open to it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, it Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh,
1: yeah. Especially with the charmed ones, like, there may be nights when they're chasing demons and they need her to prepare a light meal for the baby, and that should be something that she can do.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I mean, I, I don't think they would ask her to clean up after themselves. It's just more for the baby, right? Right. uh, But yeah, I mean, nannies, I think definitely the kid is literally the most important. And, you know, if food needs to be made or, you know, something needs to be clean, it's for the baby's sake, not for them. I don't think they need a butler or a maid or anything, but going out, you know, to fight demons, you know, I, I think a nanny should definitely be there to watch the kid. Uh, Do you think that a regular muggle would do the job, you know, just let them <laughs> in on the secret and just let them sort of be there. Or do you think a magical one is pretty much the only route?
1: Um, yeah. And actually I put something along that lines in my notes. Cause it's hard enough. I know finding a nanny, someone you trust who's not going to like be bad to the kid, But, yeah, I think they do need someone with magical powers because what happens if they're out and a demon pops in and it's like, I'm going to kill the baby? You can't just have a regular person be like, stay
0: away. Well, what I think is funny, too, is that when they're... I mean, too bad we didn't get to see any of the other interviews, but I would have assumed they would have gotten, like... You know, Big Bertha to come and nanny this child. Like, yes, I know finesse and everything is a good thing, but you want somebody tough that can also protect the baby while you're gone. So Phoebe removes the arrow and Leo heals Sam while Paige checks the Book of Shadows. <laughs> Go get the book. Just get out of here. <laughs> we got to talk. <laughs> Grown folks is talking. Uh, Sam says that he became a white lighter for a second time after dying in P3H2O, referencing the episode title. But he feels he blew it again. And he admits that for years he's felt guilty over having to give up Paige Um, when she was born, Leo urges him not to walk away yet, uh, since the elders, uh, sent Paige to help him. Piper isn't happy that Leo knew this all along, but Leo was sworn to secrecy. Sam tries to leave, but Phoebe wants him to reconcile with Paige. Sam is angry that the elders set him up, but Leo tells him that they had no choice. Once he stopped using his powers, the elders could no longer sense him, and only a blood relative could find him. Piper also wants Sam to reconcile with Paige, but Sam thinks he's a failure and orbs away. Unknown to everyone, Cole has been listening this entire time.
1: Paige comes back down. She couldn't find anything in the book. Leo says that Ronan is probably a tracker. And if you're wondering what a tracker is, they're related to the dark lighters. Trackers are harder to kill, as they are unaffected by those means used to dispose of dark lighters. With their distinctive markings, trackers pick off weak white lighters to help them thin the ranks of good. The tracker will never give up once it has a white lighter in its sights. The only chance for the survival depends on Vanquishing the tracker. Piper and Leo want to find Sam, but Paige feels she should go after him since he's her charge. Leo, however, thinks Paige won't be able to track Sam's orbs. He and Piper orb out. Cole tracks down Ronan and offers an alliance with him to kill the sisters. Ronan is skeptical until Cole heals his arm. Cole wants to kill the sisters first, then go after Sam. Ronan wants Sam first, but Cole thinks that if they kill Paige, it will break Sam's spirit. He waves his hands in front of Ronan's face and grants him more powers.
0: Yeah, so the plot thickens even more, and all of a sudden he wants to team up with Ronan. Like, it just gets super sketchy, but he's clearly devising some plan. Sam orbs to his apartment to find Piper and Leo waiting for him. Sam is bitter over having to give up Paige and thinks he'd have lost her again once she found out she was a charmed one. So Leo and Piper try to encourage him, telling him that it's entirely possible the elders brought them together so Paige could learn where she came from. So this is really interesting. So Sean, it sounds like... That Sam found out that she was going to be united with the sisters and be driven back into the world of evil and magic and putting her life in danger again. Therefore, as he said, losing her after giving her up. So this could also explain why he has become sort of a drunk or whatnot, because he feels bad and that he might have to watch Paige die.
1: Yeah, and that would not be something easy to live with, knowing not only did you bring this child into the world, but now they're going to die because of you.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, yes, he definitely is still dealing with the fact that they had to give this child up when she was born, but she is also a grown woman now. Do you think Sam could have easily approached her and announced himself as her father or... You know, I mean, obviously she had to wait for her to become a Charmed one because she didn't wanna, he didn't wanna do it while she didn't know what magic was. But after the fact, you know, like I'm surprised that he didn't know that she was a charmed one. You know, I thought he was like watching over her, or maybe he really just decided to just stay out of, stay out of her way. Yeah,
1: I'm kind of surprised that he didn't bother to even keep tabs on her or anything. Like he didn't really. Seemed to know who she was until it was told to him, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. All right, so Paige tries to get Phoebe to tell her more about Sam, and Phoebe is initially um, reticent with details, only saying that Paige might learn something from him, like how not to judge people as fast as she's judged her recent dates. Paige doesn't see the connection, and Phoebe finally tells Paige that Sam is her father. I'm actually very surprised that Phoebe was able to keep this secret as long as she has, because she's known to be a blab when it comes to secrets. (laughs) (laughs) But once again, Phoebe ends up caving and telling the secret that she's not supposed to say. Um, Just then, Sam appears at the manor, and Sam regrets having given up Paige. Uh, Paige regards Sam as a stranger. How do you think Paige handled the news of finding out about Sam?
1: Um, I think that would be shocking. Not only does she only know that like Sam gave her up and not know why, and to find out that he's been alive all this time and not bothered to come visit her, but then on top of that to have such a low regard for him as like this this like drunken loser. That's a lot to take in at once.
0: It is. So, I mean, I would say that she handled it as best as she could under the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Did you feel it was anticlimactic for our charmies to be watching? Did, it, did she, was it that shocking or should she have gone full on soap opera and just been devastated? And how dare you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I think this was a believable reaction just because... I think she kind of explores it later in the episode, but she had a life, she had a family. So I don't think she's so like dependent on knowing her real father. And like, I just saw this, we've been watching Work the World with like the drag queens from RuPaul's and Naomi Smalls is going through the same thing where she was given up and she just flat out said, like "My, my real family's been trying to reach me and I don't care to know them. Like they gave me up, I have a family.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point.
1: Piper and Leo orb back in. Phoebe compliments them on convincing Sam to come back, but Piper explains that Sam didn't want to come back. Just as Leo and Piper rush into warn Page, Sam morphs into Cole and Ronan black orbs in. Piper tries to blow Ronan up, but the blast doesn't even scratch him. Once again, just looks down at his jacket. Haha, that tickles. <laughs> uh, Cole made him invincible to witchcraft. Phoebe throws a vanquishing potion at Ronan, but it doesn't work either. Ronan shoots a bolt from his crossbow, which splits in three, and both Leo and Paige are hit. The third arrow flies toward Piper, but a protective shield appears over her stomach, and the arrow falls harmlessly to the ground. Ronan black orbs out, and Cole fades out behind him.
0: Such a scene. All right, Sean, I know this got you. None of you knew, none of you knew (laughs) that was him. I know it got you. What did you think about this? So,
1: yeah, it definitely got me. And then it made me have more of a regard for Cole because like he is playing hardball now because this was intentional to fuck with her emotions and get her off guard.
0: Yeah, yeah, this was heavy and then did it with a smile on his face, too. Like he gave no shits, but like... To go through that emotional thing and to be as believable as he was to doing that. But from a filming perspective, I love the fact that they didn't make it super obvious that Sam was not going to return back to the house. That the it took Piper to say it to be like, oh shit, who's in the room with her? Like, I just thought that was a very executed, well seen.
1: Yeah, that was good. It's uh, it like reminded me of what lies beneath when they like revealed their twist. Very similar. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, also in this scene, um I I want to do my very best to introduce new powers that suddenly arise in the series and I'll try and catch as many as I can, but just to also get Sean's opinion about these introduced new powers. So, we are now introduced to a power that is called an orb shield. Uh, this is carried on by the baby who has per- has created a shield um, over uh, Piper's body. And so now it turns out that Piper is impenetrable. She <laughs> cannot be harmed. I mean, before it was let's heal you and it's like, no, nope, fuck this. We're just going to shield you from everything. What do you think about this new power?
1: Um, I think it's cool. It's very Magneto. But, like, how crazy powerful and aware is this baby? Like, it was like, oh, shit, something's flying at my mom. Let me just make a shield real quick.
0: That's crazy. (laughs) It's all about the Spidey senses, man. (laughs) But um, I do like this new power. It makes sense. Um, I think having Piper getting hit and hurt all the time without any complications with the pregnancy is a little too far-fetched. It's probably best that this baby continue to show, like, when I'm born, y'all better watch the fuck out, because I'm clearly the shit. (laughs) Right. Phoebe is very angry at Cole and is convinced that he's turned evil just as she feared. Piper, however, doesn't see the method to Cole's madness. Piper thinks the only way to save both Paige and Leo is to find Sam and have him heal them. Oh, I did forget to mention the whole three-part like arrow shoot thing. I thought that effect was pretty cool in the way that it got everybody. I thought that was awesome.
1: Yeah, I agree. I wasn't expecting it to split like that, so that was a nice little jab.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They need Paige to locate him, and she can't orb, but she can still use her sensing powers to find him. This explains why Piper suddenly just knew exactly where Sam was, just in case anybody was wondering. Piper goes out after Sam, and she realizes that that with the baby inside her, she's now invincible. Ronan tracks down Sam and is about to shoot him, but Cole doesn't allow him to kill Sam. Cole tells Ronan his real intentions. It's not about you. It's about me. Me. (laughs) Uh, He wants the witches to attack him. And right now he needs Sam alive to heal Paige and Leo. Ronan tries to attack Cole, but Cole kills Ronan with an energy ball and fades away before Piper arrives. See, Cole knows the secret to killing slayers. They always need their weapon. If Ronan was a little bit quicker and didn't need a crossbow every time to attack somebody, he probably would have gotten a little bit of an upper <laughs> hand. But sadly, they always need their weapons. All right, so Piper tells Sam he needs to heal Paige and Leo. They orb back to the manor, and then Sam tries to heal Paige. He can not at first, and he pities himself. The sisters tell Sam he needs to just let let go of all of his pain and anger and Sam tells Paige he's sorry, and he feels his powers returning. He heals Paige, and then he heals Leo. So um, this scene was a little weird and a little cheesy. I do like that Sam got sort of like a a pass or, or like Paige seemed that he had forgiven him. And so he was able to kind of let some of that anger go, but instantly he's got a new do he's shaved. he looks a little cleaner, but I mean, it's a little unrealistic that all of that pain is let go in a matter of seconds. You know, yeah. like it takes a lot of work to handle deep rooted issues the way that Sam was handling his. So, I mean, not to say that people are watching this and be like, Oh, it's just that easy. But like, come on now that was a little like, rushed <laughs> I did
1: like though when Sam was laying in the alley like drunken with the bottle next to him he had a nice little daddy bulge going on
0: <laughs> I didn't even notice <laughs> I didn't watch for that <laughs> but leave it to Sean to point out bulges I'm a series <laughs> um so he This is something that has come to my attention, especially with Leo, because he always just looks so much in pain when he gets hit with a dark lighter arrow. Um, You would think that the elders would send somebody down to heal them themselves. I love the fact that they were like, Sam's the only way that we can get Leo healed. Like the man's dying and you want to go for this far fetched plan to get Sam to change his ways and heal both page and Leo like this is when the elders send an agent down, heal them and go back upstairs. Like I just thought this was funny.
1: It's making me wonder like how powerful are these elders? Like, can they just see everything or like, are they lazy like, what's really going on with the Elders?
0: I mean, man down. Take care of your employees. I mean, there's clearly no health benefits up in the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's funny that you got a charmed one and a white are about to die. And you're like, oh, Sam's the only one that can help. Now, <laughs> I know for a fact that they leave it up to free will and they don't interfere and yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, come on. Like... I would have went back up there and be like, look, I'm going on strike, and I'm not doing one more job for you until you make sure that I can get healed if I get hit with a freaking (laughs) arrow.
1: (laughs) Right. The sisters prepare three of their strongest vanquishing potions to vanquish Cole. They test them on the letter opener with Cole's blood on it. From A Witch's Tale, Part 1. Paige's Potion Sizzles. Piper's makes a small explosion, and Phoebe's blows a hole in the rug. Cole is writing a goodbye letter to Phoebe, having plummeted off the winter (laughs) bridge. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) Beetlejuice, everybody. If you haven't
1: seen it, go watch Beetlejuice right now. Oh, God.
0: That letter. Jesus, Lord.
1: The, the avatars fade in and ask Cole once more to join them, but Cole refuses. The sisters orb to Cole's apartment. Paige throws her potion, and Piper throws hers. However, Phoebe realizes that Cole is attempting suicide by which she refuses to vanquish Cole on his terms, but Cole reaches out and draws the potion to him. A massive explosion blows out the sisters to the ground and shatters all of the windows of the apartment, but to everyone's surprise, Cole is unharmed. He realizes that not even the power of three can kill him. So I remember at this point, <laughs> I turned to Alan. I was like, wow, that's how it happens? He's gone? And then the smoke cleared and there he was. So I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you actually thought this could have been the episode he could, he would have left.
1: Yeah, since like they set up this potion as being the thing that like killed the source I thought okay this might be strong enough to actually do it and like the way he pulled it to him and the way like the scene was so dramatic I thought wow this may be it
0: yeah no no that's that's good I mean it's great that the show can still surprise you in some ways but um definitely a lot to unpack here uh Phoebe was asked I don't know how many times can you do this Are you willing and ready to kill Cole finally? And then when it's her turn, first of all, I would have had her go last. I would have had her go first just to cover my bases. But Phoebe had to go last, and she decides, nope, we're not going to do it on your terms. Now, remember, up to this point, Leo and Paige almost died. He killed two humans, good or bad. And she wants to say, oh, you're going to die when I say you're ready to die. Like how do you know he's not going to go crazy and kill more people in the meantime? But I can understand her reservation. Like when somebody wants to, you know, be taken out and whatever, the best thing to do to punish evil is to make them suffer. So, I mean, what do you think about this, uh, Sean? I mean, this kind of goes into real life too, with like capital punishment and all that jazz, you know, an eye for an eye or whatever. But at the same time, like, Do you think they can afford to just let him, you know, just, like, suffer And because it's fate worse than death? Or should he have just been taken out because he's too dangerous?
1: Yeah, I like, the way that I've made sense of it is I feel like Phoebe is not there yet. Like, she's still at a point where she's, like, you know, he's bad, but how bad is he? Like, how much is he trying to be good? So I just... I feel like if she had killed him now, she would have felt guilty and like may have regretted it for what he could have been. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of this is her pushing him away is what's causing him to be evil. And I think the unfortunate thing is I feel like he's going to do something really bad to where she's like, okay, all right, bitch, now you've done it. Now I have to kill you. I don't have a choice anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, We also find out that Cole is literally immortal. He can't be killed. Sean, Mm -hmm. now, a little bit of a spoiler alert, sorry. He does not make it to season eight, okay? He's got better things to do. The man gets popular. He's got other jobs. He's out, right? But he's immortal. How, what do you think about that? What do you, what's going on in your head? He cannot be killed.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering... Like where I am now, I think it's going to be still, still, I'm going to say it. I think it's going to be something self-sacrificing. Like he dies for a greater good somehow.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, it's just a matter of how, you know, mm-hmm. how are you going to kill him? Uh, so yeah, I just thought all of that info coming out is just amazing. And, and just what a crazy thing for him to like grab the potion and do it himself. Because you're like, oh, they'll just move on to the next scene. Nope, we're going to carry it out. (laughs) Yeah. So Paige and Sam have a long talk in the living room. Sam knows that Paige still hurts from being given up. But Paige is still glad that she led a great childhood and now has a chance to have a new life with Piper and Phoebe. The elf warned all of the other prospective nannies about the ongoings at the manor. And all of them have canceled. Paige wants to call Trevor and take him up on his offer to head to Big Sur. Now, if you were Trevor, Sean, would you have just been like, oh, okay, you want to be with me all of a sudden? Yeah, let's go away for the weekend.
1: Um, I like to give people like a chance. So I would have been willing as Trevor to like see Paige again. But like going away for the weekend... I would be like, why don't we start with coffee just to see like, <laughs> if you're going to stick to it this time. You know, like going away with someone that's big, like you don't know. Are you going to get stranded? Are they going to like be unpleasant the whole time? So like, oh, wait, I made a mistake.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Phoebe is on pins and needles, knowing that not even the power of three can kill Cole. So Cole walks out on his balcony and sullenly looks outside. I love this is such a soap opera moment right here. Let's just film a scene of him walking to a banister, looking out into the sky. <laughs> but um, it leaves a lot to the imagination. I mean, this guy is, is powerful. We don't know how to kill him. If he can be killed, what are we going to do? Uh, so that was episode nine sam i am what do you think sean
1: i really like this episode rob i definitely think it's worth the wait and i think it is because we get so much we get you know Paige reuniting with sam we find out more about sam's journey um we get to see i feel like up to this point like Cole's struggle hasn't really been shown as much, but we really see him, like, going through it in this episode, and I think that's huge, and I'm finally kind of, like, on that train, like, yeah, Cole's a problem. Something needs to happen somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I enjoy this episode, too, especially during the rewatch. It's very page-centric, which I also like. They're also introducing new and exciting ways the show can be elevated, you know, giving Piper this new invincibility, you know, Paige finally being able to embrace her white lighter side, which also opens up a lot of doors for storylines. So this episode I think is really important and I enjoyed it as well. I also was very inspired by the fact that the Charmed Ones have not seen Sam since he died back in season two. Now, The only difference between his last appearance and in this appearance is that Prue isn't here. So this, once again, brings up another, what would Prue do? Yeah, but I can protect myself. I mean, I have something that they don't have, something that guns can't even compete with. So, Sean, what I thought about is the fact that We don't really know exactly how Prue feels about the fact that Patty had an affair and that Sam and Patty had another kid. Prue didn't get to find that part out. How do you think that she would have dealt with this information that a sister was out there, the mom lied, kept the secret? And also, what do you think on how she would have handled the arrival of Paige?
1: Ooh, very layered question. I love it. (laughs) And actually, that did cross my mind while watching the episode is how would Prue react to Sam showing up? And, like, would she tell Paige? So, like, to kind of go through it step by step, um, I think she would have been very standoffish with Sam and want to know, like... You know where have you been? Why did you do the things you did? Why did you think you had the right to be with my mom? And I think she would have tested him like a big brother would to you know little sister's boyfriend in that regard. And um, I think she would have told Paige like right away, like, that's your dad. <laughs> <laughs> she just seems very like people gotta know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. gonna beat around the bush, you gotta know. And um, for the Paige question, um. I think she would have been very much like Piper was with Paige. Um, I think she would have not trusted her at first. She would have questioned if she really is their sister. And I think she would have put her through the gamut to like test her will to see like, are you cut out for this life?
0: Yeah, I think it would have taken quite a bit to get Prue to accept Paige as a charmed one, you know, like, We've already got three. Thanks. You know, we'll call you if we need you type of deal. You know, especially if they were all supposed to live in the house and all that stuff. You know, do they take turns? You know, one goes on vacation. Who knows? But I I don't think I, I don't think Peru would have been so welcoming in the beginning either. And um, as far as Sam, I think there would have been tons of resentment, but a lot of stuff to deal with because she already has father issues. You know, I mean, witnessing Mm. it going through Paige would have triggered some stuff, I'm sure. And maybe they would have bonded at this point. I think it may. Well, I mean, I don't think a whole entire season of you know, season four they wouldn't have talked at all or or gotten along. But I think this would have been a great um bonding experience for the both of them because they both have sort of a father abandonment issue to kind of deal with. And as far as, you know, going through season four or whatnot, I think that Paige would have struggled a lot more trying to live up to um being like a really great member of the team especially the fact that they share powers you know like they both have the power of telekinesis just done differently and it's just like you know do they stay in competition for the longest time you know like who's the better sister or whatnot but man piper and phoebe would have definitely had a lot of struggles in in being that middle sister trying to keep the peace you know yeah Um, But, yeah, I mean, we never really get to know um, what Prue would have thought about all of this madness and finding out there's this legitimate child out there. So, um, yeah, it would have been interesting to see the four of them together Uh, watching from the heavens now. um, If they ever did make a movie, you know, her coming back, you wonder if she would come in being like, I know who you are. I've watched you over the years. You know, I'm your sister. You know, like it'd be really interesting to see their interaction with each other. Right. Okay, so a couple of notes for this episode. Paige meets her biological father um for the first time. He appeared in season 2, and despite going into the afterlife with Patty there, it is revealed that he is made a white lighter again. Uh, The song that was playing when Paige and Sam were talking is the same song they used near the end of that said episode after he drowned. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We'll actually hear the song again in a future episode, but I'm not going to tell you which one. Uh, The title of the episode is a reference to the words on a wooden sign in the Dr. Seuss book, Green Eggs and Ham, um, back in 1960. Piper says, uh, you knew about this Supernatural Jenny Jones reunion, didn't you? Do you know who Jenny Jones is, Sean? I remember her.
1: She was a talk show host.
0: Yes, that is correct. She had her own show, The Jenny Jones Show, and um, it was pretty much on, you know, um, just stories on average people. It wasn't like a show where she interviewed celebrities or anything, but she would have family drama on there, relationship drama Um, she looked a lot like, um, Rose from don't tell mom the babysitters dead, but just with blonde hair.
1: I was going to say, I remembered blonde hair, but yeah, I I don't remember her face too much.
0: Yeah. The do and everything was all the same. Just blonde hair. I actually (laughs) watched the show. They had that, I think back to back with like Ricky Lake or something. And I watched them all. (laughs) All right, Sean. Uh, I think we've talked about this episode Long enough. It's time to judge some men. Let's get to our hot man meter of the week. All right, we are going to start with the king of horror, Tony Todd, played the Avatar of Force. Did this black suit do it for you?
1: You know, Tony Todd is a good looking man, especially in his Candyman getup, minus the hook. But because of Candyman, I can never be attracted to him.
0: And you got but one more of that C-word before I cut you off for this recording. I ain't having that right now, okay? So chill out on the name.
1: Common misconception. You have to say it five times, not three times.
0: That's why you got but one more. I'm not trying to get close to five. I know what I was saying. (laughs) uh i'm gonna pass on tony todd as well he is very handsome in the in the movie for sure but right like i can't it's it's the whole like da- you know keith david thing it's just the voice and everything i can't do it i can't do it right <laughs> so then we have uh sam wilder uh our drunken slob of a father with a dad bod scott jake does he make your top 10 list
1: I feel like there's two versions of him in this episode, shaved and unshaved. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I actually liked him unshaved, and I'm going to put him on my list right over the aggressor.
0: Whoa, Sam makes the list. Very good. Got to get my daddy on. Now, what I can't remember is that, did he make your list in season two?
1: He did not. And when you go back and look at pictures of him, his hair was kind of wonky
0: fair fair yeah <laughs> all right well i am gonna pass on sam he did look better out of the two appearances in this one but not hot enough to make my meter all right then we have ronin our dark lighter um i believe he had a face tattoo what do you think about this tatted man played by fj rio
1: Well, that face tattoo reminded me so much of one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters, Zell from Final Fantasy VIII. So I automatically was taken with Ronan, but not enough to add him to my list because I think without the tattoo, he'd still be good-looking, but not good-looking
0: enough. All right, fair, fair. I'm going to pass on Ronan as well. Um, I've seen him in some other stuff. Um, I think if he had longer hair, I'd probably be more into it. But yeah, not a fan of the face tattoo, I gotta say. Uh, then we have um, what is uh, labeled as Alpha. This is the other uh, avatar played by uh, Joel Swatow. So, what do you think of this Silver Daddy? Does he make your list? I'm more of an Omega type guy. <laughs> I'm a beta bitch. I love me the betas. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but. Neither do I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Joel does not make my list. Um, he does look a very suave, like, Davo type man. He definitely keeps himself very polished, but not hot enough for the meter. All right, then we have, last but not least, Mr. Trevor, our romantic getaway up the coast to Big Sur, played by Eric Winter. Does Eric make your top... Does Trevor... Make your top 10 list.
1: Trevor makes me want to donate to the Trevor Project because he's so cute. And he's going right above Adam Prince.
0: All right. Trevor makes the list. He goes above Adam Prince. Now, you are officially full, sir. You have 10 men on your list. The Aggressor is at number 10 with Leo Wyatt as number one. So be careful who you choose next. Okay. Uh I am putting Trevor on my goddamn list. God damn it, this fucker's hot as hell. <laughs> and you should look him up now. You I'm um, Sean, I'm telling you. He is so fucking gorgeous. He's in his 40s now and you could barely tell. He he's a gorgeous man. Uh Trevor is going he's going right on my tires. No I'm kidding. <laughs> That was too fu everyone. I actually got that one. I think I'm gonna put him over Daryl. Yeah. Wow. I'm putting him over Daryl. He's my number three. I no, this dude is so cute. I just uh yeah. I love me some Trevor. All right. So it looks like this episode shook up our hot man meter. What did you think of today's gentlemen? Did anybody make your list this week? Make sure to keep that list updated at the end of the season. I will ask you to turn in your list so I can compile all of the listeners who have participated to make one big, charming hot man meter for season five. Uh, now we need to pick an MVP. There was a lot of characters in this episode. Sean, were you able to pick an MVP this week? I
1: was. It was difficult to land on, but... I feel like this was also a very cool story and just for like the sacrifice he wants to make and like he wants to just die and the way he set up his own suicide and then just that scene of the whole room blowing out and seeing him like standing there like in Jesus pose like this was (laughs) a cool episode for him.
0: Yes, um, I am going to agree with you. I think Cole definitely shined in this episode acting wise and also his character development. This was really, really good. And um, I think, yeah, this was a really good episode for him. So, yeah, Cole gets MVP this week.
1: All right. So it's everybody's favorite time that nobody's told me is their favorite time. It is time for a game that Rob and I like to play called Witch Witch where I'm going to spin the wheel and both of us are going to be assigned a random witch and then we are going to be assigned a random situation to put these two lovely ladies in and we will have 30 seconds to argue which of these witches is going to be better in this witchy situation and on next episode, one of our charmies will tell us who had the better argument and then we'll get to learn a little bit about that charmie.
0: Very well said. All right, who are we playing with today? All right, who
1: am I spinning for first?
0: I will go first.
1: All right, it is landing on Oh, Nico Minoru. Do you remember
0: who who that is? is? Who the hell? That's Nico from Runaways. Oh, Nico. Okay, okay. Nico. <laughs> have you watched have you watched the last season yet? I still haven't touched it.
1: No, I've only watched Season one, it kind of like, it put a big like cloud over my head that now I have to like catch up on Runaways and Cloak and Dagger at once since they like intertwine.
0: (laughs) And both got canceled. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Nico.
1: All right. You're going to love this. I got your girl. Nancy Downs.
0: Nancy. Oh, Nancy. Okay. All right. (laughs) So this is from the craft, correct?
1: Yeah, I love how we both got like a girl that each other's more familiar with.
0: <laughs> I know. Do you want we can switch, but no. But we both got the emo chicks, so let's see what situation we're gonna get today. Alright, here we go.
1: Here's our scenario, it's spinning. <laughs> You're gonna hate this.
0: Oh god.
1: <laughs> Who's a bigger Star Wars fan?
0: Star Wars? Okay. Give me a second. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have no say in these situations, by the way. So Star Wars, of course, it's on the freaking wheel. Love you. Okay, I'm gonna go now.
1: Okay, so Nancy was mainly alive during the 90s. That's when she was at the prime to see movies. And that's when the prequels came out, which introduced a lot of really evil Star Wars characters. And she's all about evil and evil emo evil and emo so she's gonna love anakin for being so emo but she's gonna love darth maul and darth vader and all these awesome villains in star wars so she is the perfect star wars fan especially that's it done ah, good i was done anyway i should have just stopped it would look cooler if i like poured the champagne
0: <laughs> especially what were you gonna say
1: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> jesus
0: okay <laughs> Um, whenever you're ready, God help us all. Okay, I'm
1: ready. All right, ready, set, go. All
0: right, so I think Nico is at that age that if she were to be introduced to the Star Wars franchise, that she would have more of a welcoming to it than the folks back in the 80s first of all she was crushing on a dude who is very tech savvy and most likely he would want her to watch star wars with him then you've also got the celestial woman that she falls for which is also on a sci-fi level so i think that nico is prone to be damn it (laughs)
1: especially (laughs)
0: I know. I could have kept going, though, even though it probably all sounded like shit. But you know what? We're going to let the Charmy decide. No matter what we think, it's all about the Charmy. Who do you think made the better argument? Be prepared. You may be chosen to be our Charmy spotlight for our next episode. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our episode this week. I had a wonderful time. Hopefully you did next week on Charmed etu to tambien
1: hmm so obviously there's gonna be a mummy <laughs> because that's what it's called <laughs> yeah. and i'm thinking because it's in spanish and a play on Itumama mama tambien that it's gonna to have to do with like maybe the inca tribe or like you know like the mexican mummies
0: so mm-hmm. okay yeah. All right. Well, we will find out next week. We do plan on having our next episode um, next Sunday during brunch. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Sean, take us out. Bye. An all-new charmed event. An Egyptian queen
1: with a wandering soul inhabits two sisters.
0: I never felt so much power before. Such desire.
1: The temptation they cannot deny. I
0: always have been such a bad girl. It's a seduction they cannot escape. Charmed. The mummy's tomb, followed by the premiere of High School Reunion.